Hey, everybody. I'm excited for today's episode. I am going to be joined by Logan High School head coach Mitchell Argyle, and we're going to talk all about his story, how he got into coaching, and then looking ahead at the last five games of the Logan High School season. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Utah High School Hoops Podcast, your source for sometimes informative, but always entertaining coverage of the Utah High School Hoops scene with your host, Adam Meek. All right, like I said in the intro, I'm joined here by Coach Mitchell Argyle, all the way from beautiful, lovely Logan, Utah. It is one of my favorite towns, cities, towns, I'm not sure what, what you'd say in, in Utah, because it reminds me of Fort Collins, this cool college town. There's, you know, kind of, you have to get there off the highway a little bit, and it, they're both in the Mountain West, so I really enjoy whenever I get to go up to Logan. Uh, so thanks for coming on the podcast, Coach. You bet. Good to be here. And like you said, it's a beautiful little community with Utah State right here, fun little college community, grown a ton, so, so I think we're in the city status now. You're in city. Okay, we've made it. We've made it to city. Yeah. Uh, did you ever play? This is this is a question I've never thought. I never thought I'd ask on a basketball podcast. But did you ever play the game Sim City growing up? I did this not. game. No. Nope. Okay. I'm a little cattle rancher, man. I was out. Uh, Dad had me working. All right. All right. Well, then, well, tell us about that. So, where did you grow up? Then you didn't play Sim City, but you worked out on the farm. So, tell me about your your upbringing. Yeah, I grew up over by Bear Lake. Um, between Lake Town and Randolph on a little cattle ranch. No no real neighbors to speak of, just out on our own. Um, yeah, they've uh, they've grown to about 1,400 cows, 4,000 sheep. Uh, if we, we went to play sports and go to school so we could have some time off, because otherwise we, Dad had us working hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was, you know what's funny? I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they said uh, – they, they were just talking about how, you know, like somebody was kind of like uh, a snake and they said like they would try to sell you lakefront property in Idaho. And I was like, I mean, there's some nice lakes up there. I, I think I'd probably <laughs> I think I'd probably take that. They're like, oh, I shouldn't have used Idaho. I should have used something else. Um, I actually haven't been up to that. I haven't been up to that area yet. It, we've been here now for almost six years. And my wife and I keep saying we got to get up to Bear Lake. I've heard it's I've heard it's wonderful up there uh, from everyone everyone I've talked to so were you kind of how far away from you growing up from the lake would you spend you know some um, in the summer so or? I was I mean maybe 15 20 minutes from the lake um it's uh growing up it was just a blast because it was not necessarily found the way that it is now now it's a little tourist area and I honestly have a hard time sometimes going up just because of how busy it is and used to just go find a place on the side and and have some fun but the uh, raspberry shakes even though the raspberries aren't necessarily grown there anymore um getting a shake getting a burger hanging out of the lake there is it's a beautiful place that's awesome and there's a little ski resort up there too right yes there is uh beaver mountain um it is uh between logan and there so that's uh, as a junior high kid we'd go on some fridays they'd take us up there and ski so i, I skied a lot in middle school and then as i started playing sports in high school that kind of went away and so is that when you fell in love with with basketball was was really in high school? Like you said, it was it was a way to 
you know, like I got to go to practice and that practice was easy compared to what you had to do if you had stayed at home? Um, yeah, I mean, to a degree, yes. Uh, but at the same time, uh, something that my dad and me and my brothers all have always enjoyed basketball. Um, he came to Utah State for a semester, had a chance to be on the JV teams they used to have back in the days. And, uh, and so basketball was always something that was kind of important in our lives. I just used to shoot hoops in a gravel driveway out there. But but yeah, as time time went on, it was like, hey, you can go to two a days for football or you can be in this tractor or chasing cows. And so, you know, there was some points that it was like, yeah, I got to go play a game instead of work hard. <laughs> no doubt. I uh, part of my background is I got to spend a little bit of time with the Air Force prep basketball team, which is the prep school at the Air Force Academy when I lived in Colorado Springs. And I remember talking to a couple of the players and they said, well, for athletes at the Air Force Academy, practice is easier than what they have to go what they're doing as cadets right now so everybody loved you you didn't have to coach hard work because everybody wanted to be there i mean for the most part right i'm sure there was still an occasional kid but uh sounds like a similar similar sort of sort of upbringing so you played in high school then did did you go to high school then all the way or up in up in idaho um and so it's in it's we're on the utah side so rich corner of utah right there yeah yeah i played all four years there um my uh, junior year, we were on the. I started on the first team to make it to a state championship game, um, and then uh, we ended up losing uh, that ball game. But uh, we were pretty excited about the next year, and we had a, a handful of injuries. I had a pretty serious injury during football, um, made it back, and we ended up losing in the semifinals. But uh, I don't know. That's that set a little bit of the course of I thought after that um, physical therapy. I had a blast with my physical therapist and and going through that. So. I, when I headed to college that first year, that was kind of my plan was to do that. And then I served an LDS mission and my favorite part was working with the kids. So I, I changed courses a little bit. And um, from that point on, I thought coaching and, and getting to be around sports was something that I wanted to do. And so crazy. So I, I was, I mean, growing up on a ranch and different things, going to school is not, that's, I don't know if many boys going to school is their favorite thing. Right. But, uh, Somehow I have been in education now for 17 years and I look back and go, I hated going to school. What the heck was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And you, uh, I remember when we were talking before the call, you, you got to be sort of similar to me, like on, on the team or around the team at Weber state. Is this correct? That is, um, I would be kind of equivalent to my junior year. Um, I'd played with a bunch of the kids and I thought I was going to get a chance to just walk on as a junior. I end up um, having a broken wrist just before that all happened. So that didn't work out. But my senior year, uh, they brought me in and uh, let me just be a practice dummy with them. So I got to practice against David Patton, who was the Big Sky MVP that year. Um, it was uh, Randy Ray's first year. And so I got to practice, help with film, do all that kind of stuff. And we ended up winning the tournament and then played UCLA during that time that they they had maybe four straight trips to the Final Four and Russell Westbrook was a part of that. So I, I tell the kids I coach all the time that I got dunked on in practice and then I watched Russell Westbrook dunk on all those guys. There's always somebody bigger somewhere, somebody better. It's so true. Man, Russell was something else in in college. And obviously he's had an incredible pro career. Uh, I don't I don't stand for the Russell Westbrook slander. Um, I think I think he said he's had an amazing pro career and is certainly a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, so you've been, you've been at Logan now for three years, but before that, uh, I know you spent some time at, 
at APA West Valley. What was kind of, talk me through like your coaching history a little bit. Uh, yeah. Prior, prior um, to getting to Logan. You know, strangely enough, I'd um, when I I wanted to do um, physical education and business marketing as my minor. So when I got done, I um, I could graduate without my teaching license. And Weber State was starting a new program to get a teaching license in your master's. So so I joined that and I went back up to Bear Lake and was just going to work with my dad. And a little school in Wyoming had somebody step away. They they got offered big money to go into the oil field a couple of days before school started. Their science teacher. And so they pulled me in over there and I coached in Wyoming for about seven years and then uh, dropped down into Springville where we had uh, a couple 20 win seasons with a little charter school there. And then American Prep, like you mentioned, I ended up there for about four years. And you you mentioned you're going to visit with Peter and Comey after Peter had a big assist game. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, those boys, uh, we started a little program with them in sixth grade. I, I took them all over as sixth, seventh and eighth graders and then we were all together as as ninth graders. When I say all of us, my son Jalen was a part of that. We had a pretty fun little squad. We we played everybody we could anywhere that age group, and we were pretty tough. So that's pretty cool what, that uh, that Peter had that experience. Um, Comey, um, he is one of the more athletic kids that you'll ever get to watch play basketball. He does some things sometimes that are just next level, and it was just it was fun because. Uh, we we just pick them up, Jalen and I, Caleb, my son Caleb as well, and all of us go to wherever we were going to go play that day and get some hoops in. That's great. I I'll tell this story as well when I'm when I'm uh, there at the at the APA West Valley campus. But my first year when I was coaching at Intermountain Christian School, so my son AJ is a freshman, and we go up to the Manila tournament. And I, I, I remember talking with the head of school at the time, Mitch Menning, and then my good friend Tim Drisdom, who used to coach there at ICS. And they were like, yeah, you know, there's like a dunk contest and there's a three point contest. And and at the time, like AJ as a freshman could sort of kind of get up and, and dunk it like he could kind of get like it. But everything had to go right. And so he goes, I want to be in the dunk contest. And Tim's like, you know, if you can dunk it, he's probably going to be safe. So we get up there and we're we're warming up and APA West Valley was there. And I see Comey take off. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you have no chance. <laughs> because <laughs> he was he was just so much more athletic than anybody in that entire tournament uh so i'm, I'm excited to uh, and, and i got to see him play uh, quite a bit because uh, my son played with congo last year and comey yeah. played for congo and uh so i got to watch him play so it'll it'll be a fun a fun reunion for sure um well that's awesome here's what i think we'll do coach so uh, that's, I love hearing about people's stories and, and a little bit about their journey. Actually, let me ask one more question and then we'll get, we'll get to an ad break and then we'll come back and talk about Logan. So you're, what, what brought you from APA West Valley up to Logan then? How did that, cause this is your third season up there, correct? Correct. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I mean, this is where Logan is where we'd go for groceries for go to a movie, whatever. So Logan was, and that's where my family still comes, doctors, um, stuff for the ranch, all that kind of stuff over here. So Logan is kind of home away from home in a way. Um, I had got a um, being part of the coaches association and as an athletic director, uh, I got a message that Logan was looking for a head coach and I, I, we were happy where we were at. So I was just like, that'd be kind of cool. And I didn't think much of it. And then it came the second time um, through the other association. And I decided I wanted to apply for it and that Logan would be an awesome place to go. And uh, anyways, as it's just kind of kind of worked from there, we get to see family a lot more be in this direction. And uh, 
it feels a little bit like home. So that Logan, like I said, Logan's awesome. It is. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's a pretty great little city. Not yes. it's, a, it's a pretty great city. Well, uh, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Ruby. And when we come back with Coach Argyle, we're going to talk about the Logan Grizzlies, their season, and uh, kind of how how they're looking at um, the, the end of this year shaping up. So we'll be right back. Hey, I just had to share this. My little guy's tearing into his new Ruby box, and he goes straight for the sweet greens. I didn't see that coming. A quick mix in the verdict. He loves it total mom win and you can also have a win by going to goruvi.com g-o-r-u-v-i.com use code adam15 and you'll get 15% off your next order that's goruvi g-o-r-u-v-i.com and use code adam15 all right we are back here on the utah high school hoops podcast with coach mitchell argyle from Logan High School. Uh, Coach, real quick. So how I got connected with this Ruby company was actually last year uh, because I was trying to find things for travel basketball that were just like, you know, like it, it's literally just like freeze dried fruits and freeze dried vegetables. And um, and I was like, man, I just I want for these players because when you travel with these kids and I'm sure it's the same way. I don't know how far you've had to drive for for various games, but my guess is, you know, you've got you've got some road trips and, you're, you know, some of your kids are probably playing comp ball. And I was like, they eat like crap, like they yeah. eat so bad. <laughs> and I was just like, I just need something. And it was cool because these guys were a Utah company and they're in these little travel packs. So uh, anyway, I'll, maybe I'll see if they can uh, send some your way. They don't yeah. taste like they're not very sugary uh, because they're actually <laughs> they're actually healthy, but they taste pretty good. I take one every day. That's cool. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of that. It made me think uh, I've got a little I've got I've got five kids. The, the youngest of which has what she calls her basketball bag backpack. Every time we go to a gym, she's got to get that. It's got her little snacks in there and stuff. But you're right. We we travel all over being up here and um, kids do eat like crap. It's so, so bad. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so bad. But anyway, I'll see. I'll see if they can send you something. Um, well, how we got connected, coach, was I decided to throw my uh, my hat in the ring and say like, I'll take a crack at these power rankings that like my friends or, I mean, I, I talk with like the guys at Prep Hoops and the Utah Ballers and I'm, you know, I'm looking at Max Preps and I was like, I think I could probably do this. And so I did it and the and, and I felt like I did pretty good. But the only thing that I got feedback on was like, what's up with all the Logan hate and what's up with, and I was like, I don't, I don't know guys, I must, and I looked, I was like, ah, shoot. I totally missed it. I just, you guys are having a great season. I know that we're, you know, this interview is after a, after a tough loss, but that doesn't change the fact that, you know, the, the overall body of work so far for, for Logan has been, has been really, really impressive so far. So I reached out, I think I called you, I emailed you, I I'm in sales for my full-time job. So I don't, it's hard for me to take no for an answer. So I was, I was happy that you could, you could jump on and, and kind of talk a little bit about your season you know, some of the, some of the players, I know you mentioned your son is up there. Um, uh, is it, uh, I should have had my notes in front of me, but, uh, Jordan is having Jordan child's having a, another great year. Uh, so thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about, about your season and, and this incredibly tough region that y'all are in. Um, so why don't you just I'll sort of set it up that way. Tell, tell me a little bit about who are some, maybe some, let's start with some players. Who are some players that are, are playing really well and some guys that you think aren't 
you know, maybe people aren't paying enough attention to that are flying a little bit under the radar? Yeah. Um, no, I, it's tough to do a power rankings. You never, never fully can win. Right. Um, and, uh, the whole, the whole of foray, in my opinion, is just awesome. Like there's a lot of depth in this whole foray classification. And then you get to our region. And I think four of the top seven right now in the RPI are from region 11. So it's, it feels a little bit like the following the big 12, a little bit, that that thing just is beating each other up all over the place. And that's the way this has felt some. Um, so as far as players go, yeah, Jordan child has just been an absolute stud. Um, when we first got here, uh, height, a lot of times you get thrown under a basket or something like that. We had some good, good guards that year. And so we were trying to get him to do some things in the paint with his back to the basket. And, uh, it became clear that that wasn't necessarily his strength. He is a great ball handler and he is great getting downhill and man, can that kid finish in a lot of variety of ways. Um, and so Jordan's just been a stud and just continued to improve, worked hard to do that. Um, and then uh, the, the, this whole senior class, the one, one thing I always try to share, I do have, I think, seven seniors on the team. Um, almost all of them are 3.9 or 4.0 students. Mm. So um, it's an awesome group of young men that just are good at all things in life, um, work hard in the classroom and just work hard. But uh, as far as the hoop side of it goes, then you get Jordan, Will, um, Jalen, Court, and Nate as our kind of starting lineup. And we've just had, we've, we've tried to go everywhere and play. Like we've spent a lot of time at Olympus as they put on those things. And we've played Olympus, Alta, Highland, whoever we can. Um, we uh, played American Heritage, Harriman at, at a couple of tournaments and we've had success against all of them. And uh, at different times, different kids have really stepped up. So we've got some, some good shooters on this squad, Nate and, and Jalen have been able to knock down shots from the outside. Will and Court kind of helped create a little bit for us. And then we bring in some big kids off the bench, Reed Olson, that uh, is 6'6", six, six, big, big, strong junior. And then uh, we have a, a young man named Saden Enby, who's a stud. Um, he's just He's gone through some foot injury that we're trying to get him back. But uh, he's just a sophomore. He's probably our biggest kid, but he's more of a guard. So that's kind of – he has some of those Comey-type things that we talked about before. And then um, Caleb gets in there and helps us out a little bit with some physicality. So just a great group of young men. That's awesome. I love I love that you actually started off with the, you know, you hear like student athlete, it's student first. But it really is. I mean, I, I say this to anybody, any kid or parent who will listen, which is basketball is an amazing vehicle. Uh, lifelong. I mean, really, it is a it, I, I'll play this week and I'm 43 years old. Is that right? Yeah, 43 years old. Uh, I'll still go out and play, uh, you know, obviously not nearly at the level when I was in my late teens and early 20s, but it's still something that connects. And and, you know, the only thing that matters on a basketball court is can can you play, um, it, you know, socioeconomic status doesn't matter. Um, you know, skin color doesn't matter. Religious background doesn't matter. None of it matters. And it's it's one of the more beautiful things, I think, about the game. And so being able to play the game at a varsity level is is really, really hard. I don't think many players realize how difficult it is, in a, especially in a state like Utah and especially in a classification like 4A, as you mentioned, which has it's it's a it's a battle every night. And, you know, just looking back through your schedule, like you mentioned, y'all didn't you know, just, you know, quote, just schedule an easy schedule to like stack up wins. I mean, you guys really went at it 
and uh, and and played some tough teams. So and you know even even before the season started, I know you mentioned uh, you've you played. Uh, I think you mentioned you played Alta and the Utah State team camp. Yeah, we played Alta at Utah State and ended up losing in overtime to them. We we had a a good ball game there. Um, the American Fork team we beat at the um, what was it Rocky Mountain Classic one or one of those down there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I think we. We have we we made a concerted effort to try to find the best that we could go compete against and have a blast with it. We've come up short a handful of times, but uh, we've just kind of kept getting better. Uh, the the fun part is is these this little group um, maybe more often than not has been behind, but uh, they don't quit, and we've we've been able to find ways to kind of finish ball games, and it's been fun to to watch. And like you mentioned, the the um, student piece of that, I, I think that plays a big role into some of those finishes. Um, I didn't mention Keaton and Spence who come off the bench a little bit for us, but are seniors that practice and help make us better. They're, they're smart kids and it's, it's kind of fun to get to deal with that. That's great. I love it. And I'm sure, you know, also along with that, I mean, you have seven seniors who, you know, I'm, I'm guessing have, have for the most part played together for a long time. And, um, you know, you just, just the other day, I, I, I graduated high school now almost 25 years ago and literally just yesterday out of the blue, a uh, guy that I grew up playing basketball with, we, we were seniors, to, you know, we played all four years in high school, just texted me. And I haven't talked to the guy in, you know, probably about you know 20 years. Just texted me, hey, I saw you on LinkedIn. Looks like you're doing great. Let's catch up. Uh, you know, another friend was like, hey, I'm coming to Park City. He lives in Tennessee. And and so you you do create these uh, incredible lifelong bonds through sports that I know I'm still I'm still, you know, benefiting from. They bring me great joy to be able to reach out. I think every, I think the entire starting five from my high school basketball team, I still keep in touch with, and and I think it, I think it's wonderful. So that's that's cool to hear that you have such a, a nice tight bond. And I'm, I'm guessing that also helps when the game gets tight, right? When you have those friendships and you have those bonds, they can really lean on each other and rely on each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of one of the kids that's kind of fun to watch is Keaton Pond, who um, was our starting quarterback for the football team, and he kind of goes in and helps us on defense uh, from time to time, but doesn't get a ton of playing time. But when we break a huddle, he's giving every single one of those kids fives and picking them up and and trying to help them out. And then after like a tough loss on Friday night when it didn't quite fall our way, those kids kind of gather up and maybe one of them feeling a little bit down and they're all like, now this wasn't one person's thing. This was all of us. We all had a mistake down there and we're going to get better at it. And so, yeah, it's fun to see that rally. And then like you talk about um, those kinds of things can build lifetime relationships that uh, can just be there for you when you need somebody. No doubt. No doubt. That's great. Uh, well, coach, it, we'll kind of wrap it up here with this. So you've, you mentioned you've got five region games left and then um, how does the 4A state tournament work? Is it, do you do you kind of get ranked off of the the RPI and then do you play some home games and there's a centralized tournament? I'm still new to Utah basketball, so pardon my ignorance here. But how would how would that how would that work in in the tournament? I mean, you don't have to talk about like here's our game plan to beat you know Dixie or LCA or whatever it is because you got to focus on the next game and and uh, and obviously you you've got a, a tough region to get through. But yeah. just curious how that how that works in 4A. Well, the the whole system's changed really in what the last five years with this RPI type system and uh, a new alignment this year. So I think there's 26 teams in 4A, and it'll it'll set up that the first eight we're going to get to buy this first round, and then the second round the top eight will get a host around, and then the t- the eight 
remaining are going to go to UVU and get to play third third round semifinals and finals that way. So so it's going to be it's going to be a blast. I was kind of looking at that RPI setup and looking at the teams that could land there and you kind of look one through 16 there man there's some good players and good teams throughout that whole thing so it should be a blast um and then that just kind of plays right back into like we talked about with our region four of the top seven in that rpi are in region 11 and so you just try to take it a game at a time and uh with uh, travel basketball and stuff i mean we've been around most of them and have good relationships with those kids so uh, it's um it's just kind of going in as a dogfight every night you just kind of know we're going 32 minutes going to fight together and and try to come out on top before it's all done so you can't get ahead of yourself because it's a uh, one one step at a time no doubt no doubt yeah it's uh it's it's probably something where you know like you mentioned you're you're looking at the rpi and by the way i i i keep kind of trying to keep track of the rpi and i didn't understand what it was so i talked to someone at uhsaa and i and i I get it now in and it actually does help, I think, like two, three and four A teams that want to play and schedule five and six A teams because because it doesn't take into account um, classification. It's just your your record. Right. And so you you may have if if there's a you know, we'll take I think you mentioned like Springville or Olympus. They may say like, yeah, we want to schedule a, a game against Logan because we think Logan is is a really good one of the top four a programs they're going to have a good record throughout their year and so we want to schedule them because a, a, a loss doesn't hurt us and a win a win really helps our rpi ranking so at first i was like ah, i wish they would take into account like you know a, a team you know like logan or a, and like my son plays a judge and they've played a really hard schedule and it's like i'd be awesome if they took that into account but then it actually it could it could sort of backfire a little bit on on the three two three or four a schools uh so anyway i, I had a whole had a whole full circle moment with with the rpi it's a work in progress i'm sure i'm sure they're I, gonna keep yeah it. i think so too i mean and then there's times that uh i mean we'll play everybody twice and then the first round it ends up being that you play somebody from your own region which is a part that i don't necessarily love kind of miss some of that uh you you get set up according to the different region and places that you take and and go play but i think later in the tournament it helps make sure that the right people are on the right side of the bracket so uh it's not perfect but yeah it's a it's a work in progress definitely yeah i don't i don't think there is any perfect system right. uh, at all i mean you know even in college basketball they expanded to 68 and everybody's always got problems about teams 69 through 72 that didn't make it uh you know college football is yeah uh, this team, it's like, well, you could expand to 16 teams and someone's going to be complaining about team number 17. It's always, there's always going to be a complaint. Um, well, coach, this has been a blast. Uh, I, uh, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to following you. I'm, I'm actually glad that I messed up because it got us connected up. Uh, we found out we had so many, you know, different things in common with, we each have five kids. We each were sort of practice players at a division one school. And, uh, you know, there's, it, it's always neat. It's such a tiny community. Utah basketball community and so uh so I was I was excited to to get to know you just a little bit have you on the podcast and uh want to give you the last word is there any uh, uh any any words of wisdom or uh you know coach Argyle talk that uh that you'd, lo you'd love to share oh man I don't know um it, you're right that uh, the circles in basketball sometimes are a little bit smaller and it's fun and, and you hope that you can have good relationships with those people and 
and remember that down down the lane you're going to run into somebody so try not to burn bridges and just just kind of have fun and take roll with the punches as they come um our, our last week with our boys a uh, big part of what we tried to talk to at least some of the younger teams is um you do things right all the time not just once in a while and uh that's what's been kind of fun to see this older group as their students students first and, and have done a good job with that but whatever you do in life, you just, you try to do the best at it. And, uh, I think like you said, you said it really well, that basketball is a vehicle. Um, and some of that part is you get to go through a game and learn lots about yourself as the ups and downs and adversity hits and how you're going to battle through that. And, and, and we always want to, I, I guess uh, the last thing would just be, man, sometimes people are hard on, on players, on fans, on coaches. And, uh, I, I just would like to show it, show a little more compassion to, to those that are out there because we don't know what people are going through so a hundred percent yeah have have some grace have some empathy uh and uh and enjoy the game right like yeah. you said it's you, you could you could be out on the ranch kids up in uh up on the idaho utah border working hard and you get to play a game and and if you're a parent you get to cheer for a game and uh so remember Keep good, a good perspective. I appreciate it. Hey, coach, yeah. don't hang up. Uh, I'm going to end the recording. I forgot to tell you that. Don't hang up. Um, so I got it. It's got to upload and do all of its stuff, but really appreciate it. Uh, it's coach Mitchell Argyle from the Logan High School. It's the Grizzlies, right? I got that right. The Grizzlies, yep. Go the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. The Logan High School Grizzlies. Go, Grizz. Thanks, coach. Thank you.